I believe everybody needs a coach in your life, somebody who is helping you walk through, helping speak truth and life into you and encouraging you. And so it's my privilege and honor to introduce our speaker this morning. Can we give a warm Greenville first welcome to Coach Duke Matlock? <laughs> he said he was going to help me up like I'm old. It's not true. It's not true. It's a wicked rumor. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not in my 60s yet, but I will tell you, well, anyway, we'll save it for later. Uh, I love your pastor. I really, really do, and your whole pastoral team. You know, you can tell the potential of a person early on by the decisions they make and the people they surround themselves with. And uh, if you know, if you know uh, uh, Josh and Brittany, you know that Josh chose well. We see the great potential in his life because of what a, what a great leader she is. And, uh, and what a great team you guys are assembling here at this church. I mean, I am so super impressed by, uh, by each person that is on your pastoral team. Do you hear the feedback uh, by each person that's on your pastoral team? I mean, they're phenomenal. Uh, they really, really are. I get to, I get to see them. You know, uh, the, way, the way that it works with them, it's really cool. And I don't, I don't even know if you're aware of this, but not only do I have these one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, but every one of them are in a mastermind group with 15 to 20 other people that do their exact same role at different churches all across the country. I mean, it's just, it's just phenomenal. So it's almost like, for those of you in the education field, then um, it's like they have twice a month where they're in best practice discussions with 15 other people that are at churches between, uh, uh, not an exaggeration, between 500 and, uh, and 8,000. Uh, the largest church we work with is 8,000 on Sunday mornings, and uh, really the smallest church we work with. We have two that we work with that are under 500. Is this one of them? Uh, okay, three. And, uh, but that, you won't be here long. And, uh, uh, but but our, our sweet spot is churches that are cut in the middle. It is really cool to be here uh, for that reason. Also, I'm from North Carolina, and I won't mention football. <laughs> <laughs> I told Josh I wouldn't mention it, <laughs> so I'm not mentioning it. And um, uh, I have two, uh, this is our first book, Get Up and Grow, 21 Habits of Successful People. The quickest story I can tell you, a young man who's not in ministry called me and said that, uh, he said, I want you to be my coach. So we sent him over a coaching agreement and he sent an email back and he said, I can't afford it. And so I asked my assistant, I said, can you set up a, a, just a phone call? We got on the phone. I said, tell me, about your, tell me about what you do in your career. And he told me. And he, um, I said, tell me how much money you make today. Tell me about your family. He was, uh, uh, he was 30 years old. He had just changed careers from a high school football coach to an uh, investment banker or an investment planner, retirement planner. And he was making $25,000 a year, and he had three kids. I said, son, I don't even know how you're eating. I mean, how do you even live? I said, I'll tell you what. I won't coach you for free, but I'll coach you for 90 days. And if we can't double your income in 90 days, I'll give you your money back. Uh, uh, I've been coaching him now for two years. And uh, he, this year, will track $200,000 a year in income. And I'm not saying that I deserve the credit. He's got up and worked every day. But we showed him some habits and, uh, that he could exercise. That's all this book is about. It's, a, it's about habits. It allows us to leverage those habits and to make them available to you. This is our gratitude journal. Uh, and um, uh, several years ago when the economy collapsed, I was sitting at my desk 
we had a $3.2 million loan on our property. Uh, we had 67 employees. Uh, the the uh, phone rang, and I won't mention I won't mention BB&T's name, but they called me on the phone. They had their they had been assigned our loan, and they called our mortgage due. It had ballooned, and they said we need 3.2 million dollars. I was turned down by 21 banks. I did not even want to get out of bed in the morning. I can't tell you the amount of pressure I felt. My daughter brought in a mason jar that was, you know what you call a mason jar in the south, right? Glassware. So she brought in a, she brought in a mason jar, and it, was, it had been a, a, some kind of pod. She'd put some, some kind of decorations on the outside of it. Inside of it were slips of paper. And she said to me, Dad, every day when you get up, would you read one of these before you head out for the day? And they were promises, quotes, statements about, grat about being grateful. Uh, it was world-changing for me. It changed my mentality and my mindset. I asked McKinsey if she would put that together in a book. And this is 200. McKinsey uh, designed the cover. She did the layout on the inside. And she picked all the quotes. My name's on the front because I paid her to do it. And uh, let, me, let me say that, that uh, that's available. If you buy both of them uh, or... Uh, if you pick up both of them as a donation to our ministry, you will, uh, you'll get a discount. We also have something new that's coming out. It's called Growth University, and I don't have time to tell you about it. But if you pick up a card, you can go online and see it. All right, look, look at the scripture with me in Ephesians chapter 5. It says, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything, and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Father, guide our conversation here these next few moments, and may we hear clearly your voice. Guide every word, every syllable, in Jesus' name, amen. Man, you know, when I was, uh, when I was a young man, I can remember people reading the scripture and sitting in Bible studies uh, when I was newly saved, and they would tell me that uh, whenever something bad came into my life, that that was actually God's will, uh, and that I should find joy in that, they would point me to the scripture. And that's not what this verse means at all. I had to go to four years of Southeastern University to understand it. That, uh, the, that the, the evil or the challenges in the face of my life, that's not, a, that's not directed from God, but what this passage is telling me is that even in the midst of the worst thing that's happening in my life, I should maintain an attitude of joy and gratitude for what God has given me in my life. Uh, it is, uh, they've been predicting that Hurricane Dorian was going, to, uh, it was going to come over my house. Now, I just last year, this last summer, paid uh, a substantial amount of money to put a new roof on my house. And, uh, and I'm not really thinking that I think it's a good idea for a hurricane to come after I paid for the roof. I would have preferred for it to come before. But I'm riding to church last Sunday morning and I called my wife and we were talking about the storm and all these things were going on. And I said, hey, what are you grateful for this morning? And she said, uh, she said I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head and that we'll stay dry in the storm. And uh, I responded, I'm grateful that it doesn't leak. Can you say amen? She said she was grateful that she was a grandmother. We had our first grandbaby. We have one. And we feel like we're like superhuman now. And, uh, and uh, she said, I am grateful I'm a, uh, that we have 
that I'm a grandmother. And I said, and I am grateful that she looks like her grandmother. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it is, it is amazing to me that no matter what you're facing in your life, gratitude is something that can rise up within you. In my case, it was, you know, it was $3 million and property values were down and our, uh, our church property was worth $3 million and we owed $3.2 million and no bank was going to give us a loan. Uh, my, uh, that was my pressure. But the gratitude was that God was still moving in our church and people were still being saved and things were still going on. And I still had my family and everyone had their families. He said, uh, can someone say amen? You see, he is talking here about this continual attitude for Christians. It's an attitude of the heart. It, it gets deep within us and we decide that it's important that we are grateful for what we have no matter what we've experienced in the past or what we're yet going to face in the future. Now, I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about gratitude. A few things that I notice about gratitude, and I'll tell you a few stories along the way, and if I talk about my wife more than once, you'll forgive me. Uh, well, the first thing I'd like to say to you that is gratitude is positive. It's absolutely positive. How many of you want to be Job with three friends? Uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I just, it's just not something that I imagine being pleasant, having, having three friends that just, you know, you're going through something difficult in your life, and they can find all the reasons why it should be difficult in your life. Uh, or they want to be there to tell you, well, if you hadn't have made that mistake, then, uh, then this wouldn't be happening. Or they want to say, well, if you, uh, you obviously made a mistake, or this wouldn't be happening. Uh, as I drove here, I would, uh, the, the plan was for me to fly to Greenville, and, uh, but I was, a, I was concerned I wouldn't be able to fly back home, and I wanted to be able to go back home. So I drove to Greenville, and Dorian followed me here. So one of my friends wrote, literally, this was a text I got yesterday, obviously there's sin in your life, <laughs> and Dorian is following you. I thought, I have Job's friends, indeed, in my life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay here until Dorian commits, and then I'm going to intercept the pass and go south. That's what's, that's, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, but you know what? Gratitude gratitude's really positive. It, it really takes us... And it takes our mindset and it focuses it from the challenges and the negativity in our life and it focuses it, uh, our thinking on the good things that are around us. And everybody in the room knows that there are good things in your life. It doesn't matter how bad things are. When someone tells me that they're having trouble in their marriage or they're talking negatively about their spouse, I always wonder, I always wonder, well, what can you think of that's good? As a matter of fact, in our home, whenever we're unhappy with each other, that's often a statement that we'll make. It's when someone's really upset, is to look back and say, so the, uh, in, in the process of all, did I do something right? But in other words, let's take the conversation and let's give it new parameters. Let's give it a new frame. It's like a beautiful uh, picture that's hanging on the wall. We want the right frame, the frame that accentuates what we want to see, that draws out the colors and the images, that makes it more beautiful. Because life is indeed a gift from God, and we ought to enjoy every moment of it. You see, if you turn on the news, they are always telling you what's wrong. It used to be that we would turn on the news. I'm giving away uh, my generation's age, but listen, if we weren't on the world news, it lasted 30 minutes and it was with Walter Cronkite. 
Uh, you knew everything that was going on in the whole world. They could tell you in 30 minutes. Today, they won't shut up. I mean, it seems like it's 24 hours a day, 19 channels, and they're in such a hurry to be the first one to tell you something that they make stuff up or release it before they've even got all the facts. I mean, it seems like everything that's going on in the world today is right next door. It's three doors down. It's just right here. And it impacts our psyche, and it causes us to lose, uh, to lose a handle on the fact that there's an enormous amount in our world and in our life to be grateful for and, uh, and for us to, uh, us to rejoice about. I also think that gratitude is thoughtful. Uh, if you, maybe you want to write that down. Gratitude is, is uh, positive, and also gratitude is, uh, gratitude is thoughtful. I've never, I've never considered myself the smartest person in the world, and I will tell you that your pastor is extremely bright, uh, extremely. Uh, I didn't realize that until we, until we started coaching, uh, and, uh, and then I could hear it. But I've never been, I've never, and, and I've always been a little behind in learning how to be a successful, successfully married. Uh, we've been married for three days. My wife brings this dinner. She's a Georgia girl, and she's one of the, the great southern chefs in, the, in America. And she, uh, you don't believe me, look at me. And uh, so she brings this meal, puts it down, and it's a, it's a hobo dinner. And it's like foil that's rolled back, and in it are two hamburger patties, and it's got carrots and onions and other things in it. But she brought it, and, and I made a remark, third day of marriage, I made a remark about we were eating this greasy dish. It's a really bad day. How many of you can give me, you know, it was a bad day. It was just a bad day. I learned very quickly that when my wife went to the kitchen and cooked something, that that wasn't food, that was an act of love on her part. And when someone says, I love you, that you should say, mm, good. I mean, I learned that real quick, that, uh, that that was an act of love from her, that was her expressing uh, her, uh, her love for me, and that I should, I didn't, I didn't learn that right off. Listen, but being, but when we are grateful, we look at that thing that's in front of us, and we are thoughtful about it. It causes us to want to say something, to, to express it, to look and say, I, you know, I appreciate what you just did. And uh, uh, we, we, really, we really want that to be there. To, this, this idea that when I look at what's going on around me and I feel, you know, we take in the moment. We just take in the moment. Gratitude is also God-centric. It's, um, uh, you know, I meet people along the way that feel like that they're a self-made person. And I grew up, uh, I grew up thinking that that was a, that was like this great attribute. If you say that you're a self-made man, I'm sorry that I'm going to insult you just now. But I, I think this idea of being a self-made person is, uh, uh, is a little too prideful, uh, whether you're a man or a woman. And, and the reason is because there's not a person in this room that's sitting here today that had any choice over who your parents are going to be. Uh, there's not anyone that's in the room today that... Uh, that had any, you really didn't get to decide what your DNA makeup was going to be. There's not anyone here today that, uh, that got to make a decision about what your baseline IQ was going to be as you were coming along. Uh, you didn't get to choose 
uh, the city that you were raised in. You didn't get to choose the, the country that you lived in. I mean, there are so many things about what you have uh, at your disposal that have absolutely nothing to do with you. And if you worked hard and you were faithful with what God had given you, then, uh, then you still owe him ultimately your gratitude for giving you the tools that you have in order to succeed. You see, when we look at where we are and the abilities that are before us, then we know that God's been good to us and he's, he's been faithful to us. And I want, I want him to know that every day of my life I'm appreciative. Could you imagine with me for just a moment that, uh, that how God must feel when we complain about our lives? He must feel exactly like my wife did when I said that her food was greasy. I mean, he created, he created the world and everything that we know for us, for you and I. He gave us dom uh, dominion over it all. And how can we look at God and complain? How can we not be grateful? How can we not be appreciative for the opportunity that's before us and the things that God wants uh, to do in our life? How can we not do that? I, I, think it, uh, I think it really mandates that we are looking at God and we're saying, God, thank you today for this day. Uh, I woke up this morning and the sky was blue and there was air to breathe. And there were, uh, uh, and, uh, and you folks put me at, uh, you put me in a nice hotel with scrambled eggs and sausage. I thought, listen, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. I arrived here and, uh, and pastor had for me my favorite coffee, Duncan. Now, I know some of you think that, that Folgers is better, but you're wrong. And we all know that only people from the West Coast drink Starbucks. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're from San Francisco, that's okay. But um, I'm, uh, I only have 25 minutes. <laughs> God, gratitude is God-centric. Gratitude is also encouraging. Gratitude is encouraging. My, my youngest daughter, her name's Logan, is a baby in our family. And our baby's 20, uh, 25 years old. I, my oldest is 33, and that makes me 40. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, Logan came to me one day, and she said, Mom's famous. And I said, when did Mom get famous? She goes, she's famous. And I'm thinking, I got my name on two books. I'm not sure I wrote either one of them, but I still got my name on two books. How's my favorite? She said, I went to the campus where Mom works, we walked across campus to get coffee. What kind of coffee were they going for? Anyway, never mind. So they're walking across campus to get coffee. And, uh, and she said, and as we're walking, everybody's shouting at mom. She's going, they're going, hey, Miss Kelly. And she said, mom's walking along like she's got her beauty pageant wave on. She's waving at everybody. And everybody keeps shouting. So my birthday comes up. It was, uh, it was this past May. And I wanted to go to the movies, and I wanted to go to Point Orlando to the movies because every seat in that theater is a recliner, and that's God's will. <laughs> so uh, especially if your wife wants to take you to, never, uh, I'm going to get in trouble. This is this married thing that causes me problems, but it's just a great place to sleep, let me just say. <laughs> so we go, we're, going to this, uh, we're going to this theater, and, um, and we walk up to the counter, 
and uh, the, the refreshment counter. And I said, hey, here's my, uh, here's my Regal app. I said, what do I get from that? She goes, it's your birthday. You get free popcorn. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. And I said, well, look again. Maybe there's something else. I mean, cash in some points. I mean, let, let's see what we got. And we were there in just a few minutes. We walked away with, uh, with a box of popcorn, a box of candy, and two small drinks for $6. Now, I don't know what you're thinking, but I think I just won the Powerball. I mean, this is a big deal, man, six bucks from the refreshment counter. And we go walking away. And as I walk away, my wife looks at this young lady that's working behind the counter. And she said, you made our day so special. And she said, I want to take a minute and say thank you. And I hope the rest of your day is as great as you made ours. Thanks again. And we go walking away. And I'm stunned. And I looked at my wife and I said, now I know why you're famous. And she said, you write this down or tweet it, whatever, however you do it. She said, encouragement cost me nothing, but I can give it away freely to every person I meet. That's gratitude. You see, it's like, it's like we're looking, it's like we're looking at what we have in our life and, and what's happening here. And we're, we're not only does gratitude encourage me, so every morning when I get up, I write in one of these. I do it every single day. And, um, and uh, uh, you, you will want to start writing in one too, or writing it somewhere. But every day when I write something I'm grateful for, I'm saying to God that I'm grateful. I'm, but I'm also encouraging myself. So this morning I wrote, this was my, this was my gratitude. I won't, you won't know this person, but his name is... Uh, well, maybe he's watching. So anyway, I wrote to a friend and I said, hey, I was talking to my wife on Friday and I told her that you may be among the most genuine Christians I've ever known in my life. I said, I really appreciate your influence. And um, not only did I tell my wife that on Friday, but on Friday I wrote that in my gratitude journal. Thank you for the, my relationship with this person that lives west of the Mississippi and his influence in my life. And he wrote back this morning, he said, I feel the same way about you. And I thought, man, I got him fooled. I'm telling you that right now. But, you know, this idea that we can be grateful, it encourages me, it encourages him, it encourages everyone around, and we're honoring to God. Gratitude is a focus, gratitude is a focus powerhouse. You know what, when you get up in the morning and you start thinking about the things that you're grateful for, it wipes away all of the distractions from your day. Wipes them all away. When I was a kid, I can remember uh, seeing people with plow horses and they would have these blinders uh, on them. And the blinders were on each side of the plow horse to keep them from being distracted by other things that were going on. They wanted to keep them really, really focused on, uh, on the plow, on the field that they're, the road that they were plowing in. And I would say to you that gratitude's like those blinders. It takes our mind off of everything else that's happening and it brings us back around and it puts our mind right on the lane that we're in. You know, I do. I had the privilege of coaching pastors. I coach 67 pastors uh, today as I'm standing before you. I pastored for over 30 years, and when I was 54 years old, and uh, th that's older than 40, but when I was 54 years old, I felt that God said to me, 
I have something else I want you to do with the rest of your life. And I was stunned. I remember going home and looking at my wife and saying, hey, I'm 54 and I'm going to quit my job. I mean, the, uh, the, the sense of it, the emotion, the emotion of it all that came right there. Listen, how do you do that? How do you make those kinds of moves in your life? Well, you've got to be grateful for what you have. But here's what I know about high-achieving people like the members of your pastoral team. You don't have to coach them on achievement. They're getting up and running every day. When you're dealing with high achievers, you just want to help them with alignment. Meaning they're going to throw strikes every day. You just want them throwing strikes in the right lane. Uh, 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 you know, if, if we're bowling on lane nine, let's make sure that we throw every ball down lane nine. And if we can do that, we know that high-capacity people will always succeed. My next point is about hormones, and I'm a little nervous. Is it, can I talk about hormones today? Did, did I, I think I need a water, Pastor. I think, uh, I think just in case. Uh, is it okay if I talk about hormones? Um, so my wife comes in and sits down beside me. And um, we're sitting in our easy chairs, his and hers. There's just two chairs. <laughs> and, uh, we're, sitting in our, we're sitting in the living room and she sits down beside me. And she goes, uh, I, think, I, think, uh, I think it's safe now. She said, I'd like to, I'd like to let you know something. And I said, okay. She said, I said, like an announcement to make? She said, I have an announcement to make. And I said, okay. And Well, no one's around. It's just me. She said, it's official. I am post-menopause. Now, I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm thinking, I have no idea what I'm supposed to say right now. <laughs> I mean, when she said that, I'm thinking, man, you go left or right, dude, you're dead. I mean, there's just no way to go. And I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And so I... I looked at her right at that point, and I said, well, praise God. I mean, how could you get in trouble praising God? I mean, there's nothing left. Uh, praise God. And she realizes what I'm doing, and she starts laughing. She said, but that's not all of my announcement. I said, well, what's the rest of it? She said, well, I'm post-menopause, but you're now in menopause. I said, there is no such thing as menopause. She said, there is, and you got it. I said, I do not have menopause, and why is it that if it's menopause or menopause, somehow a man's involved? I said, there's just something that's sexist about this, and I don't appreciate it. And so anyway, a few weeks go by, it's Memorial Day, and we're watching uh, St. Louis Cardinals play baseball, that's my team, and I know you guys are probably Braves fans, and I'm sorry about that, but I'm a, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, I am from childhood, and and we're watching it. It's Memorial Day. Every year I buy a Memorial Day cap. They bring out a new uh, camo cap. And they're out there in their green uniforms and their camo caps. And we're watching the game together on our MLB package. And, and she says, isn't that beautiful? Look at how they're honoring all the foreign heroes in our country. I, I teared up right then. I said, baby, that's beautiful. I said, look at them. I said, they just make me proud. She said, menopause. <laughs> so this year, this year, January of this year, I, uh, I go to the doctor and, uh, for my annual checkup, and he looks at me and he says, now listen, he said, your weight's never been an issue in your life, he said, but you're going to go in your 60s in the next, anyway. And, uh, and he said, and you're going to need to get your weight down before you hit that milestone in your life. 
And so he said, I recommend you read this book. So I took the book and gave it to my wife because that seemed like the thing to do. And then I told her, I said, when you read it, you can explain it to me. We'll get together. So we met at a fish camp uh, to talk about our diet. Now, you do understand, <laughs> you do understand that when we're meeting, that meeting was not about the diet. That meeting was about whether or not I was going to change doctors. <laughs> I mean, the, just so we understand. Let's, let's get that real clear. And so we sit down, and I said to her, I said, on this diet, can I have bacon? And she said, no. And she kept going, and a few minutes later, I said, can I have bacon? And she said, no, you can't have bacon on this diet. So it's just a few minutes later, I'm like, listen, I'm like Peter waiting for the rooster to crow three times at the denial of Christ, and I'm in denial. And the third time I said, can I have bacon? And she said no in a real stern voice. And I said, well, <laughs> tears started streaming down my cheek, literally they started running down my cheek. She said, do you know you're crying over bacon? And I started laughing. And then she said, menopause, menopause. Here's what I do know. Your brain's made up of over a billion neurons, over a billion neurons. And the way that those neurons, they all hold information, the way that they communicate with one another is through electrical impulses. And those impulses are hormones. And when they're firing positive hormones, then this is a great podium. But when they're firing negative hormones, this podium will never be good enough. You see, so what we want to do is we want to get up every day and be grateful and feed the positive hormones that are in our life and in our mind. We want to do, I can't tell you what the doctor would have you do, but I can say we want to be positive. We want to think positively. Gratitude is also thankfulness. And uh, it's so important that we are, it's so important that we're thankful. Now, it's easy to be thankful for some people. Some hearts are just naturally filled with gratitude. It's easy for them. Uh, they've always had good things in their life. It seems like that, that uh, they're always spiritually blessed and uh, spiritually connected, and they're always optimistic in their attitudes, and it's just a natural part of their personality. But I'd like to say to you today that every person that's sitting here can learn to be grateful. Maybe it's not born. Maybe it's not in your personality. Maybe it's not in your natural temperament. Maybe it's not in your genes that were handed down to you from your parents. But all of us can determine in our hearts an intention to learn to be grateful. There are some obstacles. One is our pride. If we feel like, if we feel like that somehow we are entitled to something that's greater than what we have, we'll never be grateful for what's going on in our lives or for what's there. Uh, uh, if we take on an attitude that says nobody ever gave me anything and uh, I've earned everything all on my own, that's probably going to, uh, that's probably going to uh, cause us a problem. Another attitude that keeps us from being um, uh, thankful is a critical spirit. If every person you look at, you find something wrong with, I would venture to say the problem's you. Uh, if, uh, if everything you see, you see is bad, then the common denominator is you. If you come to church on Sunday and everything you see, you see a problem with, there's not a problem at church. There's a problem at home. 
If you go to the store and everything you see is a problem when you get there, the problem's not Walmart. It's you. It's in your mind. If you sit, look at cars and think there is just a problem, if you have a critical mindset, then you can rest assured that you will never be grateful. You'll never be grateful for anything. If you look at your family, your spouse, your kids, and you only see what's wrong with them, the problem's not them. The problem's you. And you get to make a choice. And that is you get to focus on the good things. Now, I really believe in positive affirmations. I speak over my life every day. And every day of my life, I say that my wife is my best friend, that she's a gift to me from God, that she fulfills every desire that I have, and I'm blessed by her. Do I feel that way every day? No, some days we, don't dis we disagree. But I say that over my life every day because I speak prophetically about everything in my life. If I see that I'm having a bad attitude, I need to reprogram myself. The third attitude that keeps us from being grateful is carelessness. Now, I will say to you today that carelessness is so dangerous. I see it in churches all the time where they take the pastors, the pastors and the pastoral team for granted. They just take them, they treat them in a careless way, like they're always going to be there. Their church, it just doesn't matter. Hey, I don't have to show up this Sunday because they'll be there next Sunday. I, can, uh, I don't have to be a part of this group because someone else will, where we just treat it carelessly. It will destroy your marriage if you treat your spouse carelessly, if you don't honor them, if you don't treasure them, if you don't put them on a pedestal, so to speak. It's so important for every single one of us. On our anniversary every year, on Valentine's Day every year, uh, I send my wife flowers on her birthday. And I buy big flowers and I send them to her office. And I know that for my wife, the affirmation isn't just in the flowers from me. The aff uh, that, that she feels affirmed with me. But I want all of her coworkers to look at her and know that she's honored in our home and in our marriage. It is a statement to her world that she is valued and treasured everywhere. It's a way for me to say, I hope you're treating her as well as I am. Can you say amen? You see, each one of us each one of us have these decisions to make, but we have to do it. We have to do it. We almost lived a thank-filled life. We need to look at everyone else around us and be thankful. Now, I want to do something this morning, and, um, and what I'd like you to do is everyone in the room, I want everyone to participate. Everybody say everybody. everybody. All right, say it again. Say everybody. everybody. So I want everybody in the room to do something. I want you all to take out a piece of paper and a pen or a smartphone, or something to write with. I want everyone in the room to do it. Everyone in the room to do it. Are you with me? Everyone in the room to do it. And I want you to write on that pad or on your phone something that you're grateful for. Come on, let's all do it, everybody. 
Remember we said everybody? Everybody participate with it. Something that you're grateful for today. I was just in uh, New Orleans and uh, there was a guy that was there and he had this real heavy accent. He sounded like he was somebody from Swamp People. I think he was, I think they call him a Shalmatian from the, from the, the uh, Shalmat County. He had a heavy, heavy uh, uh, accent. And um, he was in the service, we did this. I asked him later, I said, hey, what, what, what were you grateful for today in church? He said, Popeyes. And I said, Popeyes? He said, chicken. <laughs> Uh, and uh, his, his mother said he's, he's grateful for food. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Once you have it written, stand up. Right where you are. You know, once you have it written, stand up right where you are. That's right. That's right. Once you have it written, stand up right where you are. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up high where we can see it. Hold it up real high. Look at it. Look at it. Wave it back and forth like we're at a journey concert. Am I too old? You know what? You think about it. You think about it the next time you're discouraged. What do I have to be grateful for? You think about it the next time you're up against a challenge. What do I have to be grateful for? You think about it the next time someone says something critical to you. You think, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? You'll find that if you take on the biblical principle of gratitude and thankfulness that, that we just read about in the book of Ephesians, and you begin to live that, you'll change how you view everyone around you. So I want you to hold it up now. Come on, let's hold it up. And let's just begin. Let's just use our voices. And let's begin to be grateful to God for what we wrote today. Will you do that with me this morning? God, we're so grateful to you. God, thank you today. Thank you for this great church, for this pastoral team, for all these people that came out on this holiday weekend. God, I give you thanks. God, thank you for my family that you've given me. Oh, God, there are so many things to be grateful for. God, we just praise you. We just lift you up. God, we start our day today with gratitude. 